welcome to episode 67 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and Stonehenge wrong size the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5 com. And with us once again today, back from the Mad Max Minute is Rick and Julia. Welcome back. Thank you for having us back. Happy to have you guys. Like we said off mic, it's like, oh, we're just talking to some old friends now that we've all <laughs> listened yeah. to each other and had each other on. Pa- well, we'll hopefully we'll be on your podcast eventually. Say, oh, I hope so. We will yeah. make the cut. I was say, you guys aren't getting off that easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are back once again today to talk about Minute 67 of the movie This Is Spinal Tap. And Minute 67 starts with a special request from Lieutenant Hookstratton. It ends with the band fighting the sound system. And in between, we get Sex Farm. (laughs) (laughs) The single off the 1980 album Shark Sandwich. Yeah. So... Yeah, so there's there's not a lot of dialogue. We just have the one line from our dear lieutenant. He has one request. Could you play a couple slow numbers so he can dance? <laughs> that sure reminded <laughs> me. Oh, go ahead, Sean. I was just going to say, I'm sure there's a, there's a Mrs. Hookstratton in the audience <laughs> waiting to, uh, to get something. Waiting for a, yeah, a couple waiting of Waiting for a slow number. Swirls around the dance floor. That's a, that is a reasonable request if ever there was one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It reminds me of I had this friend um, in junior high, and he and I actually ended up, he had a band a little bit, I don't know, maybe a year or two after this. But so he was a big music fan, and he was, like many of our guests, a big Rush fan. But what I remember about our first encounter as young folks at a school dance in junior high was that it wasn't a slow song, but it was kind of a mid-tempo song. And he leaned over as we were just stepping out on the dance floor, leaned over and said, do you mind if I air guitar while we... Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was <laughs> quite adorable, I gotta say. It was so polite of him to ask. Yes. I Proper did say yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, later on he had a band in um called Stormwatch and uh he and I, I I remember I mean it was all covers I think at that time, you know, like often when you start a band you start mm-hmm. doing covers and so I do remember they were big rush fans and a couple of other bands and I actually sat in with them and and did uh Hell is for Children by Batman <laughs> 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 Atar at a party. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, that was that was funny. That just reminded me that when he said, Can you play a few slow ones for me? <laughs> Aw. <laughs> uh. So yeah, sex farm, guys. <laughs> We're at sex farm. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a tonal whiplash to go from play something slow right into sex farm woman um (laughs) julia and i were talking about it the speed of the song is is not like a a fast tempo hard rock song Mm -hmm. it is a more subdued tempo 
I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the tempo of this song is perfect for the white guy shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Which is the crowd we're with. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of a slow swing. You could, uh, you know, maybe do a West Coast swing to it kind of thing. But uh, yeah. Or you can just kind of stand in one place and sway from side to side. Yeah. 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 It, it might, it, w- one of my first thoughts on this minute was the acoustics in this place must be horrible. So they're mm, in... Yeah. They're they're in a hangar. They're in an Air Force hangar or an airport hangar. There's it's just metal walls, and it looks like a concrete floor. There's nothing covering the floor or anything. There's going to be a lot of echoes. It's going to be harsh, whatever you do. And then when you turn up the volume, as Spinal Tap is known to do, it's going to be unpleasant experience for the audience. And yeah. I think that's what they're communicating <laughs> with their flight from the stage. Yeah, it's no surprise at all that there are so many people in the audience, like, physically plugging their ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> those things are like just giant tin cans that are doing yeah. nobody any favors. Yeah, I was struck by the fact that they're in a hangar. I know this is supposed to be Air Force, but in my experience with military bases... They always have function halls. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, maybe they have their own spinal tap moment reason that their their function hall is unavailable or something. Or- yes. Like, <laughs> this whole at ease weekend does seem a little like cobbled together. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they were planning on using the hall, but then maybe like the floor was getting refinished or something. Like all these different elements are falling out from underneath the, the Addie's weekend and they're just so dead set on making it happen no matter what, that they will just use whatever space is available. They'll get whatever band they can grab, you know, and uh, you just described spinal tap. This <laughs> 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 band, everything's falling out from underneath them, but they are bound yeah. and determined mm-hmm. to well, do wonder, whatever it was, takes. Was there another yeah. band that was scheduled to play? Because we know spinal tap had another gig planned for Seattle that got canceled and that's why they're doing this. So yeah, this we know this is a last minute booking. Was there another band, an even less lucky band? I that- wonder if it might have been Four Jacks and a Jill. Four Jacks and a Jill, yeah. <laughs> Whatever band got canceled, it had to have been more genre uh co- no. suitable? Suitable. That's a good appropriate. word. Appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Better, I would like to think so. Better aimed at a crowd of people that, you know, don't seem like the hard-rocking community mm-hmm. that you would expect to show up to a, a Spinal Tap show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this isn't the festival crowd that they're used to playing right. for. No. No. Yeah, and maybe they went into the hangar because of the, maybe the band has a rider that specifies X amount of space or stage size or something you know oh, could have been something i like, like that. that there you go they, yeah. maybe they relook they got the 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 amps and everything they got the lights that they it's the band that required the move to the large yeah space. it could be a, for, you know a safety thing you know the 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 <laughs> loudness of the band needs a certain size room or they'll just blow your eardrums till they bleed <laughs> right <laughs> 
Well, considering how loud they are, they would almost have been better to open the hangar doors and set up the tables outside. (laughs) (laughs) Have the hangar act as like a natural sound cone, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Yeah. Although the whole neighborhood would have to listen to it then, so (laughs) who knows what would happen at that point. And so I'm I'm reminded of the scene from uh, the Blues Brothers where they're playing at Bob's Country Bunker Mm -hmm. and they kind of dismissively say... Uh, Jake has the requests from the bartender. He says, oh, these are just requests. We're just going to play a standard set. And I think that's what that's what TAP does. They're just doing their standard set. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter when. And, and you know, they're, they're, they've paid Lieutenant Hookstratton's request no mind. They're going to play what they're going to play. See, that's interesting because I thought that they – that they would have quickly thought, which one's our slowest song? Oh. And it was like, it's Sex Farm. Okay, let's oh. do that one. <laughs> I think this is them. This is them request. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Blues Brothers and they're playing at the country um, saloon because they eventually go into Stand By Your Man as a way to like appease the crowd. Right. And so... I feel like that kind of country western feel is kind of reflected in the subject matter of this song because mm-hmm. it is so agrarian based. <laughs> agrarian, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah, let's talk about sex farm. It's based around a farm. It's agrarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about it. They're talking about a farm. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sean and I had a chuckle just a few weeks ago when we were talking about this upcoming minute because you know, Sean has often said throughout our episodes, you know, I really like this song. You know, this is a good quality song. You know, maybe the lyrics are a little cheesy, but I like this one. I like that, you know, like Big Bottom and, you know, Stonehenge, et cetera, et cetera. And then he said to me, I don't really care too much for Sex Farm. And I said, that that's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one that pops into my head, like at different times in my life, just Sex Farm Woman. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculously over the top that I think that's why I like it. I it's say, so silly. The sheer amount of single and double entendres that they are able to pack into the song. It's double and triple entendre. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. And I mean, zero entendres. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the words that we hear in this minute alone. Um, if, you, if you want, you can overlay this with some nice classical music. Um, <laughs> quote, Working on a sex farm, plowing through your bean field, getting out my pitchfork, and poking your hay. Sex farm woman, I'm gonna mow you down. Sex farm woman, I'll rake and hoe you down. Sex farm woman, don't you see my silo rising high? High, 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 high. It's almost like you're going step by step through a farmyard and just whatever you see, they're making a sex joke out of it. And it's remarkable in a way. It is. Yeah, it's you're totally right. It's like if you're just at one end of the of the barnyard and decided to walk towards the the farmhouse or something and write down everything that you saw <laughs> and turn it into a song. Imagine that this field is a woman. <laughs> what would I do to her? <laughs> oh, there's a silo. 
And it gets even better if you like look up the full song on like Google or something like that. Yeah. I like uh, scratching in your hen house and uh, sniffing at your feed bag. Those are two real good ones. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's the classic slipping out your back door. <laughs> <laughs> I love the delivery. Very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. One that that really, like I said. I think off mic or maybe on mic. I don't even remember at this point, but I said that this song is kind of like a painting that Mm -hmm. sometimes when you come up to a painting, the longer you look at it, the more details start to emerge. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about the lyrics of this song, there's one line in particular uh, where he specifically mentions bothering your livestock. And I thought, well, There are farms out there that specifically raise livestock, and those livestock have to be bred and raised. So places like that are literally sex farms. <laughs> and there are men and women who work in these establishments, these um, facilities. And so I, I like the idea that, you know, these are rock stars. They go for, you know, different girl every night, but they're not so exclusive that they will <laughs> exclude their more rural fans. You know, these women who work in livestock breeding farms, they will be just as giving sexually to them as the more urban fans that they usually encounter. That is one interpretation. Definitely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. Yeah, and aren't there quite a few um, tawdry tales out there that start with a a um, farmer's daughter, a farmer's daughter, or the farmer's daughters? So <laughs> maybe this is a little riff on that. Yeah, I was looking up different versions of this song on YouTube, and I found one earlier today. Even it was shot on someone's cell phone at a live performance, but it's an acoustic version on two acoustic guitars of. Um, hmm. I think it was Christopher Guest and Michael McKean up there singing this song mm. without the drums and the keyboard and the bass and all that stuff. And it almost had a bit of that more country Western feel to it, that more quiet and sincere, you know, not so much roll in the hay, but lay you down. Right. In the hay. right. <laughs> cool. Well, not that... so much a plow, more of a till. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, you're making me love this song even more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, so anything else about the lyrics, or should we talk about what else is going on in this crazy minute? Well, I'll just say that the, the issue I have with mm-hmm. this song, and this is, yeah, this is definitely my least favorite song of the movie of all the Spinal Tap songs that we've heard. And I guess it's it strikes a little bit close to home, I'll say, Uh-oh. that yep. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that I ever had sex on a farm. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, if any of our listeners have had sex with a farm, as long as all the species involved were consenting. Um, I'm not judging. But in terms of, of these kind of the, the entendres, the single, double, and triple entendres 
are the kind of things that I would have said as a young man. Mm. So there is a little, it, it strikes a little bit close to home that sort of in, in my, my early days when I was less sophisticated in expressing my, <laughs> uh, my human sexuality, that these are things that I might have said myself. Oh my God. And, um, and, and things that I would looking back now, if I had said such things, looking back now, they're not things I would have been proud to say and not things that I would get up on stage and perform for a crowd. So, uh, yeah. So musically it's, it's competent. It's, it's up to their usual standard that we expect from these musicians. It is uh, it is a catchy rhythm and beat, but these lyrics, they, uh, they disturb me. <laughs> Everybody needs to start somewhere when it comes to entendres. Sometimes you just got to start with the verb, the adjective noun, and just go mm-hmm. from there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Though I, I will say one thing, uh, talking about the lyrics and, and some of the, the, the parts of the song that they don't get to that we don't hear in the movie, uh, there's a stanza, sex farm woman, I'll be your hired hand, sex farm woman. I'll let my offer stand. So kind of the singer's placing himself in the position as the hired hand on the farm, but implicit in that is handing power over to the woman, Mm -hmm. that she's the boss and he's applying for this position, but it's her decision whether to hire him or not. So uh, in... You know, along with all of the various other aspects of the song that we've discussed, there is some enlightenment, I think, and mm-hmm. and that stands out from some of the other things we've heard from uh, from Spinal Tap. So it's not all bad. It's not yeah. all embarrassing. It's nice to see instances of consent being <laughs> brought to the forefront <laughs> yeah. and yeah. being, you know, offered up as the way it should be. That stanza specifically actually kind of reminds me of Princess Bride because at the whole beginning of that movie Buttercup constantly calls Wesley farm boy mm-hmm. and he's always telling her as you wish and so right. like she could you know tell him pretty much everything and he would just do it not that anything does happen I mean you know not that Fred Savage hears at least I don't think Columbo would go into anything <laughs> Too explicit in the kids' movie, but yeah. Grandpa may have been now, saving that chapter for later. You know? yeah. I feel like tears it out, can... folds it up, put it in his pocket. <laughs> I miss grandmother, you know that. <laughs> oh my god, that just made me want to see some of those scenes, but instead of the um, beautiful Mark Knopfler music, you know, composed music, having sex farm <laughs> play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! I just saw probably my favorite entendre in that whole song. In like the last little chunk, there it says "wolfing down some cornbread." And now I like cornbread just about as much as the next guy because cornbread is delicious. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like, heck yeah, I'll wolf sound down some cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> but then oh what? What God. comes next, Rick? Yeah, <laughs> it's wolfing down some cornbread. I'm turning on the TV, joining the Grange. Joining like, the Grange? I'll say. I don't know. I'm what not that sure means. what that means. That's, I feel like yeah, that, that, that reference doesn't track as well as it used to. No. No. 
Yeah, so it kind of like I guess he's he's done with his day. He's done his uh, plowing and tilling, and now he's uh, wolfing down some cornbread and turning say, on the TV. Cornbread and TV as a reward for a days of work well done on the sex farm. That sounds mm-hmm. like good reward to me. Yeah, agreed. I love kicking back, watching some TV, and chowing down on some cornbread. Yeah. Well, now I can like never make cornbread innocently. Yeah. Every time I make cornbread, it's going to be an innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will, I will send out since it's come up. I will send a request out to our listeners. I am looking for a good cornbread recipe. Oh, if anyone out there has one and and wants to. Uh, you know, either post it on the Facebook group or you can email us at SpinalTapMinute at gmail.com. I, I too, am an appreciator of good cornbread and uh, I would like a, a, a good homemade recipe. I've been doing, I, I get the mix from Cracker Barrel. Oh, my. Um, that's, it's it's good. It's decent. <laughs> but, you know, it's not it's not a good from scratch recipe. It's it's a mix kind of thing. Right, right. So you're looking for a from scratch. Yeah, a good from or you know if, if there is a superior mix, I don't mind shortcuts if it's good. Okay, um, I've got I do just the jiffy, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I I put different stuff in it. Okay. I, That's I, what I, I do the too. recipe is different. Yeah. Like uh, you had some like like bacon drippings or something like that. Oh well, that sounds amazing. Um, no. I think there's like um, a dollop of sour cream, mm. a can of creamed corn. Oh, okay. Um, I I do spices. the with a can of uh, hatch chilies to oh. give it that oh. like green chili, slightly spicy green chili flavor, a little bit smoky, and a little bit of smoked paprika and a little bit of garlic Ooh, powder. Paprika. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, yeah, I haven't I haven't tried the uh, the Jif, so I will give that a try. Jif, Jiffy, Jiffy. Sorry, Jiffy. Yeah, not not, <laughs> not the pop. Although if you want to add peanut butter to it, you know, go get <laughs> on you. Right. We'll save so, that for the next episode of uh, Cornbread Minute. Cornbread. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I like how cornbread minute. (laughs) How Derek is trying to like do what you'd usually do with the crowd, where he he during he's like pumping his fists, he's waving his arms in the air, yeah. And the come on, everybody, you know, like we're all yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Nigel's having some difficulties here towards the end. He's getting yeah. uh, So yeah, comes up to Nigel solo about. About 15 seconds left in the minute, and he's using the the wireless rig that right. he had demonstrated to Marty earlier in the movie, and he experiences some interference. With I imagine it's an Air Force base. There's planes and air traffic control and walkie-talkies and all kinds of other wireless communications going on, and he gets some interference. And this is, as we've said, Nigel's not happy. He's kind of on the edge just one more thing and he's going to crack. And and this is one more thing. Yep. Yeah. And in true minute form, we're going to leave you guys hanging because you're not here for next minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I but, will say about this situation though, if I can um, interject this yeah. phenomenon that he's experiencing is what we call an overlap zone. Um, so these little broadcasters that you plug into your instruments, they're just, like tiny little radio stations. And so Mm -hmm. 
from your hip pack to the receiver, there's, you know, a signal. And if your signal that your receiver is receiving is being used by literally anybody else in that area, you are going to pick up their, your, their signal because you're in that overlap zone. I had a experience a week or two ago, uh, not in my area, but in my colleagues area on, in the other campus where you would have people sitting in one meeting room and they would start hearing the voices from another meeting room because the way the wireless microphones were set up, the oh, receiver weird. was set to both microphones. And so they'd be sitting there having a meeting and all of a sudden they would start to hear this other meeting and they'd call the help desk frantically trying to figure out what was going on. And we actually had to go in and manually alter the frequencies that the receivers were scheduled or um, programmed to pick up. Mm-hmm. And mm. so I find it remarkable. Not only is he able to pick up what appears to be like an air traffic control frequency, but also like a television frequency as he's <laughs> adjusting it on his hip. There. Right. <laughs> and I have to wonder where the roadies are because I feel like there should be a roadie in the wings with one end of a cord plugged into the, the amp and then one end ready to go into the guitar to just run up from the side of the stage and do the quick switch. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. That's where's where's Moke, Moke yeah. and the gang? Maybe yeah, they're... Do- maybe they're having to you know scale back because they probably are making a lot less on this gig mm-hmm. than the scheduled gig maybe they couldn't afford to also have the roadies there that night maybe they had to give them the night off yeah I say that's a big shame yeah yeah i mean i can, i don't imagine the band has set up the lights and the amps and everything else themselves but we don't see we see janine uh, sitting kind of off to the side by the stage. But yeah, we don't see any sign of any roadies or help. Certainly no one else is, you know, while, while Nigel is fiddling with the guitar end of this unit, there's no one on the receiving end either, you know, trying to address the issue from that side or running out with a, with a, with a cable. Cause that, yeah, that would solve the issue to just switch to uh, wired and it also seems an odd choice at this point. It's hard to tell for sure, but I'm getting it. It seems to me, at least, that this is this stage is on the smaller side. This is a smaller stage than they would have if they were in a large arena, for yeah. example. So, does this situation really call for? the wireless setup. If the if the stage is smaller, if if there isn't that much room to move around anyway, does he need to worry about getting wrapped up in his cord? Yeah, at this point is he kind of causing his own trouble? Like as I agree, it's not like it's a huge auditorium that he needs to be able to physically explore. He can be restricted by like a 50-foot cable. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, when you have a gadget that you think is cool, you use it whenever you can. <laughs> So true. So yes. true. Especially yes. since Nigel's trying to really assert himself at this point in the movie to Yes. Because he keeps getting upstaged by Janine and mm-hmm. Derek is just going along with whatever she says. And so he's trying to just get that last element that, you know, he wants it done this way. And so I think that's why it just hurts even more when the receiver or the broadcaster, whichever one is acti- acting up, just right. completely poops the bed here. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Janine real quick. Mm-hmm. If, as the manager, if they can't afford roadies to help out with the show, then she should have stepped up. 
Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. manager, in any scenario, the manager is the one who fills the gaps and makes sure that everything runs smoothly. She should have had that cable ready. Yeah, I totally agree. To and fix she, the problem. She's, she's just kind of squatted over to the side watching, and she's not... When things start to turn here, she's just giving her own attitude not and yeah. helping out like what you need when you're part of a team yeah right so yeah. that is yeah that's a good call julia yeah. and I, I can't help this is totally you know just in the minute but totally off subject help but just say that also derek is wearing like over the knee almost thigh high <laughs> leather boots oh, they're yeah. very hot and sexy of course he is. i was yeah i was just looking at that the yeah Speaking of of Prince's Bride, yeah, the the boots are very swashbuckling. Yes, yes, he really he really knows how to dress and that leopard. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> I agree. It's it's a bummer that they don't figure out how to fix that issue. But then I guess. If they did, then we wouldn't have this movie, you know? It would be pretty boring <laughs> if everything was going as planned. Right. If, if everything went as planned, they, it wouldn't be Spinal Tap. Right. Yeah. And it just occurred to me, this is what sound check is for. Right. And they didn't have a sound check. I, I thought it was weird that they, that they came into their gig and the party was already started. Yeah. Yeah. That was bizarre. They should have been there hours ahead of time, done the sound check. Yeah, it was a real last minute. Yeah, because yeah. even as they're coming in, the lieutenants, you know, saying, you know, what they had only had what seventy hours to get ready. Seventy hours? That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, that. that <laughs> but um, bump. No, because well, no, because it was it was eighteen it was eighteen thirty hours, and then you know they wanted to be on stage around. Uh, Around 1,900 hours, so they had about a half hour. Yeah, so I imagine that there was no sound check. Uh, Excellent point, yeah. This is what sound check is for. Yeah. Well, and this is another thing about – so this is all on Janine. She scheduled this thing. We did see, I guess, what, two or three minutes ago that they've just flown in. They went from the airport directly to the Air Force Base, so they haven't even been to their hotel yet. And then they didn't have time for a sound check, and things happen. Yeah. That's very poor management. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's one of the major things about the character of Janine is that she thinks that she has everything under control, but there are so many little details and aspects to the job of a manager mm-hmm. that she just lets slide because she really doesn't know better. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's easy when something goes wrong to say, well, this is what we could have done differently or that's how I would have done it. So that one thing didn't go wrong, but that doesn't necessarily give you insight to all the things that Ian has done that went right, that don't get right, the attention. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we're kind of left on a bit of a, not quite a cliffhanger, but we just, you know, we're at the beginning of a new action that's happening here. And so... We'll just have to wait and see what happens um, when we have our next episode. (laughs) Anything else Spinal Tap or This Minute related that y'all want to talk about before we we, um, unleash you back into the wild? No, I I think think we're good. 
Yeah, that's Sean. all I had. I think the, the last, <laughs> I think, yeah, the last thing I had were Derek Derek's boots, and uh, we addressed that. So, yeah, I feel good about Minute 67. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for Episode 67 of Spinal Tap Minute. We're just down. We're just scheduling our final guests and seeing the end of this this um, story, the story's coming to a close, which is crazy, but true. And you, you, Rick and Julia, you know what that's like because you've wrapped <laughs> your first movie already. Yep. But yes. we're, uh, yeah, we're right there towards the end here. So, um, but it's been really a lot of fun. And um, yeah, again, thanks to the two of you for being part of our Movies by Minutes family. Well, I'm just glad you uh, you thought to invite us again. This isn't always the case where you get to come back multiple times in one uh, in one season, so to speak. <laughs> yes. Well, we're glad you guys had a time in your busy hiatus schedule to to join us. <laughs> I guess that wraps it up, and I'll I'll mention again. I'll remind everyone that you can you can see and hear Rick and myself live and in person. We're doing a movies by minute panel or podcasting panel at the Massive Comic Con at the DCU Center in Worcester, Massachusetts. And that's uh, that'll be this coming up Saturday, June 24th. So if you're listening to this way into the future, you missed it. But if you're listening to it as we release it, you know, it's not too late for you to get your tickets. You do not have to buy tickets ahead of time. You can buy them at the door. And if you want to see Sean and I, you want to come on Saturday. I think our panel starts uh, either 10.30, 11.30. It'll be in the program once you uh, get inside. Yeah, so early Saturday morning. Get your weekend uh, started right with uh, some Movies by Minute goodness. Cool. And so, and, and Rick and Julia, folks are interested in either catching up on Mad Max or maybe checking out some of your hiatus episodes. Where can they, uh, where can they do that? So all of our episodes for Mad Max and all of our hiatus episodes that are coming out now can be found on our website at Mad Max Minute. They can also follow us for episode updates on Twitter at Mad Max Minute. Or go on Facebook to find us there and ask to join our listener society, which we like to call Mad Max Minute Beyond a Microphone. <laughs> that makes right. me laugh every time. I love that name. <laughs> All right. And you can find us, as usual, at uh, SpinalTapMinute.com. We've got the Twitter and Instagrams at SpinalTapMinute. And our lovely Facebook listeners group, the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. And once again, if you've got any interesting or exciting cornbread recipes, you can send those to <laughs> SpinalTapMinute at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, I would love to have our inbox flooded with <laughs> family recipes, and then we'll put out the Spinal Tap Minute <laughs> family of cornbread recipe yeah. cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But until next time. <laughs> Until we put out the Spinal Tap Minute cookbook. And so say all of us. Tap, tap into, into America. 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 <laughs>